0: well good morning good afternoon good evening and good night this is the working class observer the class warfare report and i'm doing my favorite bit right here where i go through the top two articles or whatever i'm feeling through the day right here i thought this one already was important for the fact that mr trump's been getting denounced by the uh military community Uh, high-grade generals for a minute now even the mad dog Mattis does not appreciate his handling of the military mostly on how he doesn't like being used as a police force or against uh, citizens not sure how much of it's a pr move though not sure how much any of it's a pr move am i right but here on msnbc we have admiral from ben at uh bin laden raid quote u.s needs to move forward without trump a general saying we can do it without him and then also we have I guess prominent Republican uh, pulling out from the Trump wagon uh, Colin Powell uh, Bush uh, uh, pretty interesting that uh, he lost support in the Republican Party and the GOP Mitt Romney as well I'm gonna mute my mic real quick because I gotta use you a huge sniffle and I don't want you to hear it Yeah, you're welcome i took it out i took it out because i improved my equipment and the way i'm doing this now so you're welcome there was a whole ass sniffle that you didn't hear my morning allergies will not be a part of this podcast but the gop and uh many admirals generals are condemning well not condemning trump but i guess kind of shunning him uh distancing themselves and I'm not really sure how effective it's going to be against his base, who's so sold that Trump is. Uh, I mean, at worst, he's sent by God, and at best, he's here to uh, drain the swamp. And I don't know if the base is really willing to see uh, the the military community as part of the swamp. I could see him, you know, ease them easily, including Trump, Colin Powell. Or I mean, not Trump, Jesus. Bush and Colin Powell, you know, the whole Iraq War, the whole Occupy Wall Street, and uh, who's the who's the other GOP? And Mitt Romney. I mean, that was easy for them too. They don't fuck with Mitt Romney. This is by Steve Bennett. Retired Adam Bill McCraven, the former commander of the U.S. Special Operations Command, is perhaps best known to Americans as the Navy SEAL who oversaw the 2011 raid that killed Osama Bin Laden. McRaven is also recognized as a revered, retired admiral who's publicly criticized Donald Trump several times and in unapologetic ways. At one point two years ago, the president said, quote, I don't know McRaven, perhaps not, but McRaven clearly knows Trump. Oops, that was a bad way of reading that quote. May have improved some areas. not all we have a quote here from mr mcraven uh quote this fall it's time for new leadership in this country republican democrat or independent oh said william h mcraven the retired navy admiral who directed the raid that killed osama bin laden president trump quote has shown he doesn't have the qualities necessary to be a good commander-in-chief Yeah, I mean, I've even heard that people have gone against the decisions that he's done, like pulling out of uh, Northern Syria. Um, A lot of people in the military did not agree with that. And it's strange how much closer we're coming to leaving NATO rather than being like a major part of NATO. So what we got Admiral McRaven in an interview on the 76th anniversary of D-Day contrasted Trump's style with the kind of qualities from earlier wartime leaders. Quote, as we struggled with the COVID pandemic and horrible acts of racism and injustice, nice, this president has shown none of those qualities, unquote, said the Admiral leader. All right, wow, doing poorly. (laughs) I'll get it together. Quote, the country needs to move forward without him at the helm. Which is funny because you think that like, if he, he said that he, uh, what was that quote, Republican, Democrat, or independent, uh, this admiral is admitting that maybe it doesn't matter who the president is, the military is its own function. Nah, but, you know, but commander in chief, he is like the head of the military. So that's, you know, that's questionable. That's actually probably who we're more, li- you know, the leader we're more likely to be choosing um, is the commander in chief. And it seems like the military community does not want to follow uh, capitalist Trump into the fray. I've seen some suggestions in recent days that as more and more retired generals and admirals step up, denounce Trump and his abuses, they're risking the politicization of the military. The importance of a politically neutral military free of partisan considerations is so important to the American system the argument goes that people like mcraven and former secretary of defense james mattis should remain silent mm, i gotta use another sniffle real quick so what's interesting about that the military normally staying silent is they really perceive a, a danger i mean Um, a lot of it has to military, a lot of it has to do with defending the constitution and maybe they feel like Trump is actually the, uh, deterioration of it, but you know, it's kind of, again, it's hard to find out what is, uh, PR and what is, uh, authentic leadership coming from our, uh, from our leaders. Yeah, and I mean the right's going to now say that the military shouldn't really uh, participate in the talks of politics, and I would argue that that's the wrong move because our military should be involved with politics. I mean, if they if they vote, they should be able to have more decisions in who their president is, even if they you know they're not supposed to say it publicly. I'm pretty sure they still vote, and and you know who they vote on has a lot to do with what they're going to be doing the next four years. I would assume. Like, maybe if Hillary got in, she would betray the Kurds just as hard. But I'm not 100% sure because I don't think her relationship is the same uh, with Turkey as it is with Trump. So, you know, can't really use a time machine to find out. Um, Rick Sanchez can, but are you him? I'm not. That's backwards. As Trump tries to use the military to advance his own political goals, it's incumbent on prominent retired military figures to defend the integrity of the military as an institution against a president who's indifferent to its independence. Um, I don't know if the military is independent, because Trump is the commander-in-chief. He's actually, like, the the leader of the military. He's, He's the top point of the military, so I don't actually think I can argue... Uh, for their point that the military is independent i think them staying neutral um, you know it could be important for a lot of institutions i just don't see that the i could be wrong on this too and i'm open to being convinced otherwise i just don't think msnbc actually has it right here that the military is supposed to be completely independent from what's going on politically and I think we're really swapping words here, like politically neutral military, or are we talking about spectacly neutral military? Is it the spectacle or the politics? Because I think there is a distinction. Moving on with the article. That's why that's precisely why the Sunday shows were filled with respected retired military leaders, including Colin Powell, among several others. And uh, I'm adding another addendum here. That's why it's strange to uh, have so many coming out at the same time. It's it's very strange. It's timing. It's uh, calculated. I'm not saying a cabal. It's just a very interesting timing. Um, it could be even using leverage against Trump so that he kind of uh, bows on certain things. Because I don't think he wants to lose the military. You know, I don't think he would be able to effectively run a coup that way. A fascist coup is what I meant. We have a quote here from Colin Powell talking on NBC's Meet the Press. Retired, oh, okay. These quotes that they put in here are actually quotes from other articles. (laughs) Jesus. I I said I wasn't going to get a sniffle in there, and I still did. I apologize for the allergies. We're moving on with the article. On NBC's Meet the Press, retired Navy Admiral James Stavridis said the protests aren't quote a battle space to be dominated unquote pointing to comments from trump and his administration on fox news sunday retired navy admiral michael mullen also a former joint chiefs of staff chairman, said the military quote should never be called to fight our own people as enemies of the state unquote adding quote if we have a military to fight our enemies oh there's no if in that so i'll restart the quote We have a military to fight our enemies, not our own people. That's what police are for. (laughs) I added that at the end. Um, Maybe it's just in the greatest effort to try and avoid another Ken uh, Ken State situation which I could appreciate them doing because, you know, them calling in as many national guards and militaries they wanted, it definitely seems that they just wanted some grunts to start some shit because the rubber bullets going into everybody's fractured skulls wasn't enough. wasn't enough to get everybody's guns out. All right. The article continues also over the weekend, the public heard from retired three-star Admiral Joseph McGuire, who worked for Trump as an acting director of national intelligence and who publicly aligned himself with the criticism of Trump levied by Mattis and Mullen solidarity amongst the uh, military against Trump. It would be interesting to have more uh, pro Trump and hear their argument as to why, but it seems like the, uh, military has a consensus of not wanting to attack uh, civilians. And so that's very, um, that gives me a lot of hope, Um, but we'll have to see how, how how that develops over time. You know, this is 2020, it's not 2024 yet. They were joined by retired Army General Martin Dempsey, a former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, who also spoke out against Trump's divisive politics during an ABC News interview. For those keeping score, there are now four former chairmen of the Joint Chiefs who've publicly slammed Trump of late. Americans have heard related criticisms over the last week from General Tony Thomas, retired four-star Marine General John Allen, retired three-star Lieutenant General Russell Honore, no, I think his name's Honor. Russell Honor. Honore, Russell Honore, Interesting. Retired four-star General Michael Hayden, retired Major General Stephen Lepper, retired four-star General Barry McCaffrey, and to a certain extent, even retired four-star General John Kelly, who served as Trump's White House Chief of Staff. Um, There's not a lot of people who actually worked with Trump that have uh, been speaking kindly of working with Trump. And maybe it's because there is more of a liberal mindset to these things rather than a conservative one that they disagree on. But Trump tends to take it a little bit further than uh, most regular conservative. Back to the article. In case that weren't quite enough, The Washington Post published an op-ed critical of Trump over the weekend, co-authored by 78 former Defense Department officials, including four former Pentagon chiefs, two Democrats and two Republicans. It coincided with the statement calling on the president not to use the military for political ends. Co-signed by more than 280 retired diplomats, generals, and senior national security officials. Among the 280 signatories were more than 20 retired generals. If there's a precedent for a president inspiring this kind of pushback from the retired brass, I'm not aware of it. That was the end of the MSNBC article by Steve Bennin. Um... I liked it i like that the uh, military is coming out against him um not sure that their motives are 100 percent pure but i like what they're saying um hopefully it takes the last the less radical people away from trump um they're trying to grab as many moderates as they can and just shove them under the biden label um but there's always that threat looming of whether or not trump's actually going to leave office come november So i like that i like the fact that uh the the news media or not the news media the military community is just not having it with the man mainly because of his acts against the public he, he is the reason why things escalated so hard do not let that uh uh get past you holy shit. i'm not gonna read this whole thing but it says netflix Netflix snags Space Force trades, trademarks ahead of U.S. military. That means they might not be able to call it the Space Force. Okay. That would be great if they actually just blocked them from getting the fucking <laughs> the name. That would be hilarious. Europe, Australia, Mexico, and elsewhere for Space Force. That'd be funny if he never really got the trademark for it. You know, you got to sip that workers fuel. bit of more accidents here I usually just go into the news All right, you go into the Reddit News. I'm just going to read off a couple headlines. Not that I'm going to read any of these. It's just it's pretty fascinating, almost like a Democracy Now! type style that you get like a rush of headlines, and you can look them up if you want. Um, Right here, real quick, by NBC News, is body cam footage shows officer punching Alabama store owner who called 911 to report robbery. Hey, these aren't police riots. No. No, look away. Look away while we protect your shop with my fists on your face after years of civil rights activists calling for the removal of confederate monuments they're falling like dominoes amid nationwide protests in the wake of george floyd's death and police custody reports abc news what i like about it is that it's actually people protesting people power that is bringing these statues down because the state refused to do so i'm sure it's pissing off the whole righty tidy base but uh, um they they uh worship and uh um put racists on pedestals so let's let's not philadelphia police inspector surrenders to face charges of assaulting student during protest reports cnn nice <laughs> yep and then right 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 below it uh that police inspector joseph Bologna, i'm sure it's baloney maybe i don't know applauded by fellow officers as he surrenders So his officers applauded, but they're still not willing to really take the real knee and put the badge down. Let's see. Nice. IBM gets out of facial recognition business, calls on Congress to advance policies tackling racial injustice. Um, You know, you can always just put it in a subsidiary company, but um, that's pretty cool. I don't like companies, but you know if you're gonna if you're gonna be around, sh- show some fucking solidarity, and you get like some points from me. Let's see here. I'm not seeing a lot. I want to grab on here. All right. So we have the military not wanting to be the the the, the civilian police force that the police force is. I think maybe it was a test run to see how the military would run it if the police departments were dismantled, you know, how the state would bring that in, but uh, not really sure. It's an unfolding story, but I think they just don't wanna align themselves too much with fascism. They wanna show that there was some resistance, but everybody that's in the Senate is not putting up any of that resistance. So don't be fooled that the GOP is against any kind of fascism. That would be weird. This one should be interesting. Um, I like the name The Observers. It's actually the first time I've been here and it's a French. Yeah, it's France 24 hour news um, reporting on demonstrations in the United States. Check this out. The uh, nation with the freedom of press and freedom of speech Uh, Quote More than 140 journalists have been arrested Or attacked by law enforcement During US protests We call ourselves the freest nation And yet we're cracking on journalists Like we're fucking Saudi Arabia or Turkey What the fuck Scrolling up here Let's see Do I have any credit to give this article to? Who do I give uh, Who do I give credit? I'm scrolling through this thing, just trying to find some. Who wrote the article? All right. The article is by Marie Janeris, reporter at The Observers. Shouts out to France. I know y'all Wylan out there, too. Solidarity. Solidarity. Oh, nice. Nick Waters, an investigative journalist with Bellingcat. Great fucking news website has recorded 138 cases of journalists being arrested or attacked by law enforcement since the start of the protest movement sparked by the police killing of george floyd i wonder if this is actually just a rework of the work done by bellingcat and nick waters because they do great investigative journalism like they are the they are the cream of the crop at this point Eh, i guess you got the intercept too the intercept's pretty good Law enforcement have carried out numerous attacks on the press covering the demonstrations that have swept in the United States after the police killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis, Minnesota on May 25th, including firing tear gas and rubber bullets at journalists and destroying their cameras. Between May 30th and June 7th, journalist Nick Waters recorded at least 144 cases when journalists covering the protests were arrested, including CNN, that was me, or attacked by law enforcement, including CNN. Many of the incidents occurred in Minneapolis where the protests began, but others also occurred in other states. Almost like it's a systemic problem. We have a tweet here from Nick Waters. He says, the third clear example of a news crew being deliberately targeted by law enforcement in the US I've seen. Anyone else seen similar incidents? Now, uh, ADIG TV, Uh, is the retweeted post here that you have saying police just fired off paintballs and tear gas our photographer got hit four times and our camera got hit luckily i ducked and avoided getting struck these were people working for the denver Post and the denver channel denver a pretty blue state not not blue uh cop wise but politically um had some pretty heavy police brutality that surprised me and as you can see here, uh, they're not pro-journalists. <laughs> I don't think police are very uh, pro-freedom of press or speech either. They're, they're authoritarians to the pig bone, to the rib, bruh, to the rib. Uh, Minnesota, we got a tweet here from Molly Hennessy Fisk. Minnesota State Patrol just fired tear gas at reporters and photographers at blank range. And we got a video here. from the tweet ooh, could not be played all right media could not be played i wonder if i have to like go to the tweet let's go to the tweet here we are
1: so this is molly hennessy fisk for the la times and i just wanted to get this on the record that i was just at the fifth precinct with a group of media there was at least a dozen of us there tv still photo and print i had my notebook in my hand Uh, when the Minnesota State Patrol was advancing on protesters and us. We identified ourselves as press and they um, fired tear gas canisters on us at point blank range. I got hit in the leg, I'll post a photo of that. We asked them, I was saying, where do we go? Where do we go? They did not tell us where to go. They didn't direct us. They just fired on us. Um, we got stuck, myself and the photographer got stuck in a corner at a scale of brick wall and run into a random building where I'm now taking shelter. There's um, police uh, walking along the street, you know, not allowing us to go out. Um, so I just wanted to get that on the record. Read more in the LA Times.
0: Hmm. You know, we got to keep getting things on the record because police brutality is just rampant during these protests. And that's something that needs to significantly change. So continuing on with the article here, according to British daily newspaper, The Guardian, which analyzed the attacks alongside Bellingcat in 72% of these cases, the journalists were attacked when their credentials were visible or after they had identified themselves as members of the press. So the police don't care. Some videos showed police deliberately targeting the press. There was one. <laughs> I remember seeing a video where this guy literally just like tries to beat the shit out of the cameraman that's around the corner, like instantly, just like almost as if this dude was in like uh, a, a bully autopilot or just destruction autopilot, where he was just going to mangle anybody that came into his way. Um, Let's see here. Yeah, I got on a little tangent there because I was just wiling. It's just it's so crazy that the amount of uh, police brutality that has happened that you have uh, John Oliver and some more news releasing the same exact story uh, the same day, except I feel like some more news was willing to take it to a much darker level, which, you know, kudos. Some videos showed police deliberately targeting the press. On June 2nd, American TV channel ABC broadcast a video showing a police officer using his shield to hit a journalist and his camera at a protest in front of the White House in Washington, DC. This is exactly the one I was talking about. He just like turns on this motherfucker and just beats the shit out of him. The journalist was quickly identified as Tim Myers, who works for the Australian TV channel, Seven News Australia. His colleagues was also shoved by police. Another tweet here by Ashley Mullany. The moment R7 News Australia team is attacked by police. Cameraman Tim Myers has covered war zones around the world. Today, this is what confronted Tim and uh, Emilia Brace outside the White House. We got, uh, we got the video here. You wanna listen to it? It's a at-home reaction to the events. Live on television. there's several other cops who had to stop him from like just going further on that cameraman and then as they're running away there's that guy right there hitting the woman reporter as she's running away as she's running away he hits her in the back with a baton i mean those two are so lucky that the other officers stopped those officers from just really mugging the shit out of them (laughs) like holy crap how could you honestly how could you and I mean I I can't even imagine being in like another country and seeing America act like an authoritarian state overnight I really can't alright back to the article Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison called on the Australian Embassy in Washington to investigate the incident nice nice we're being investigated by Australia for human rights abuses quote from a tweet oh, from Sunrise7 I think it's the same, same news here uh, we'll have a few bruises tomorrow unquote 7 News US correspondent Ami- at Amelia Brace confirms her and cameraman Tim Myers are okay after police violently moved them on in Washington DC um, it seems we have another video here
1: Our U.S. correspondent was there. Have a look at what happened to her and her cameraman. See, gas being used. Here we go, they moving through again. This is exactly what it looks look
0: like. Look at this motherfucker! Just, camera just camera. run up, like just put the, the camera down, oh. boom, and just starts beating the shit that, out. That him.
2: was the the actual that was cameraman. Yeah. We
1: want to show you. We've got vision of this from another angle. We want to see what show you what happened to our Channel Seven cameraman.
0: They're showing that at home video. What? Now there's just a lot of violence erupting. He literally just beat the shit. He turns a quarter.
2: Shield and a punch, and Amelia, you got a, a baton across the the back. By the look of it, how have you two how have you two pulled up? Yeah. We're not too bad. We've we've regrouped and had a, a a bit of water. It's actually the tear gas that gets you the most. I'm sure you could hear uh, as I was trying to continue.
0: It's actually the tear gas that gets you the most. I don't know if that was like a slight like, oh, we shouldn't have been there. That's kind of our fault. I
2: continue speaking to you. I could barely breathe. I was running out of breath. And it's just very hard to continue uh, speaking in that uh, situation. But, yeah, we're, we're a bit sore. I also managed to uh, get a, a rubber, rubber bullet uh, to the backside. And Tim got one in the back of the neck. So right. we'll have a few bruises tomorrow. But when, we're feeling perfectly safe. When, when we asked you about Tim earlier, you said, said we're uh, feeling perfectly uh, safe. He got a punch in the guts, but he, he did pretty well. was a bit of an understatement. Poor bugger got
0: smashed. Poor bugger did get smashed, dude. That cop turned the corner and just wanted to brutalize the shit out of him. We almost like saw a cop just kill a man if he was left alone. Look at the cop right here. If you're on the video stream right here, you can see this cop right here grabbing this dude's punch before he really goes in. And that's when he wakes up.
2: So I'm very grateful to him.
0: If that cop in the middle there wasn't there, The other cop with the baton and the cop with the shield would've just gone to town. From it so I'm very grateful it's to funny him. that they can uh, laugh Tim about Mose this
2: he's a very very experienced cameraman. he's worked in war zones around the world so uh, I definitely felt very comfortable with him leading me out of there and he uh did a one <laughs> job as he saw but uh, there really just was no escape at that moment they we just keep the replaying the video behind us, and those police coming through so quickly there was nowhere for us to go so there was really no choice but to try to hide in that corner hoping that they passed by and as you can see in those pictures they did not yeah, so
1: if Tim's mum is watching he is okay yeah. Although he's uh, been a bit, a bit of a champ about it. A bit battered and bruised. He's, bit sure
2: and sorry for himself. And, and, the, and the reason for the aggression was to clear the streets for Donald Trump to take a walk out. To clear the streets 20, before 20 minutes, uh, 20 minutes later.
1: Yeah. Mm. Amazing. And usually in those protests, I know there's no sort of normal moments in a protest, but usually police will distinguish between media and protesters. And obviously in America right yeah. now, they are not. No. Normally
0: brave. in authoritarian states, they don't. <laughs> you know, in uh, dictatorships they don't, in uh, totalitarian societies, uh, communist China, communist Russia, if you want to call them that, I would say state capitalist Russia, state capitalist uh, China, um, Turkey, uh, Saudi Arabia, Iran, um, uh, Brazil, Whew. you know, it, it's not safe for journalists, even where in the land where the first amendment is freedom of the press, are you serious? And then like the the nonchalant uh, take that these reporters had on it was, it's impressive. Cause like me, myself, I'm I'm infuriated and I'm not even a real member of the press. I'm just a dude with a flag and a camera. Back to the article on June 4th, the website US Press Freedom Tracker, which everybody should save. um, If you don't have open secrets, Press Freedom Tracker, and mapping police violence, you are severely underinformed. informed um, But back to the article. On June 4th, the, U- the website U.S. Press Freedom Tracker, which tracks press freedom violations, reported that they had recorded more than 300 incidents since the start of the protest. 300 incidents since the start, including more than 54 arrests, 208 assaults, and 73 physical attacks, 47 of which were made by police. And then we have a tweet here of them breaking down the U.S. Freedom uh, Tracker. And if you want to find them on Twitter, they are at U.S. Press Tracker, at U.S. Press Tracker. It's probably very important to follow them. Like I'm going to do it right now because I, I don't. I've heard of them, but it's very important Oops. to boom right there. But we honestly i feel like there's a worldwide one that everybody should also subscribe to and follow um but moving on back to the article french journalist matthew dieren who works for tf1 posted photos on twitter on may 31st showing the window of his car smashed by a rubber bullet fired by minneapolis police he and his colleague amandine atalaya were both briefly arrested And then we have a tweet showing exactly that. Quote, every time a journalist is hit with a baton, hit with tear gas, sprayed with pepper spray, detained, arrested, beaten up, other journalists become more scared to do their job. Waters told the France 24 Observers team why he started recording these incidents. Quote, so when I saw the CNN crew being arrested live on television on May 29th, it was quite shocking for me. I decided it was important to record that this was happening. At first, I thought I would just find a few examples of police violence towards journalists. But it became clear that this was widespread across the United States. The president of the United States has created a culture in which journalists and the media are viewed as, in his words, the enemy of the people. So therefore, it becomes more acceptable for law enforcement to attack them and to use them as a target. I don't think the police have orders to attack journals, but for me, it was clear that in certain cases, the police clearly knew at the beginning of the demonstration that they would attack journalists. So, unquote, it's not maybe That they were ordered to attack journalists it's just they were ordered maybe non-discrimination said if they're in the streets they're part of the protest and if they're part of the protest then they need to go home and that's peak respect for the first amendment everybody knows that since he took office in 2017 president trump has frequently criticized journalists in his speeches and on his twitter account We have a tweet here from Trump, quote, May 31st, 2020, quote, the lame stream media is doing everything within their power to foment hatred and anarchy. As long as everybody understands what they are doing, that they are fake news and truly bad people with a sick agenda, we can easily work through them to greatness. Donald Trump. That tweet has 305,000 likes right now, to 176,000 people talking, so the ratio is interesting, but too many people liked it. All right, Waters says that it is extremely important for journalists as well as citizens to continue to document these incidents. Pause. We have a Waters quote going on further here. Quote, every time a journalist is hit with a baton, hit with tear gas, sprayed with pepper spray, detained, arrested, beaten up, that means other journalists become more scared to do their job, the risks become higher. So therefore, they are less likely to take risks, less able to cover as much of what is happening as they need to, that means the public is less informed about what is happening around them. The action by law enforcement in the United States directly affects the kind of information that the public receives from the press. So this is incredibly important and appears to directly attack press freedom in the United States. Exactly. It is an attack on the First Amendment. There's no, there's absolutely no other way to see it. I, I, I don't know what to tell people is that there is no other way to see the situation. The deterioration of the Constitution before your very eyes starts with the attacks on press. and people really do believe mostly his base that the media is the enemy of the people and so this is uh priming this is a lot of priming happening very fast trump accelerationism happening right now Mm. drink that workers fuel going down further in the article lionel donovan the third has a tweet that says when you hear journalists talk about getting fired on by the police this is one of the things we're getting hit with it felt like i got hit with a baseball bat the clip clip is loading from lionel donovan the third funny it's only a 50 second clip 15 seconds and yet I don't know what's going on right now hmm might not get this clip out of Lionel let's see here Come on, Lionel, I don't know why this uh, video is having such a hard time loading um, but in the article it says in this tweet posted on June 1st journalist Lionel Donovan the third shows the injuries he's sustained from a non-lethal grenade thrown by police and I just can't get it to load anywhere i can do to get this to play but i have seen pretty disgusting videos of uh bruises and uh, even like penetrations into the skull and the eyes there's there's been so much uh injustice happening uh to everybody on the streets it's cruel and unusual punishment for exercising the First Amendment. So not only is the First Amendment being uh, stomped out, I think it is the Eighth Amendment that is also being stamped out. I mean, do we even have to mention the fact that Trump has been holding, is at not holding, but encouraging uh, uh, protesters be held longer than 24 hours without court? and other uh, governors and state representatives uh, uh, upholding this decision, this disgusting decision to hold protesters uh, illegally. Um, (laughs) We really uh, took certain steps towards authoritarianism and all you have to do is take a couple steps before you can take the rest. So we need to be really careful on how we're moving forward here. And that's why I think it's important to know that the military does not support Trump right now and that police brutality is uh, up and over uh, expectations. And we might end up having, it's, it, it's strange to think about, but we could end up having the police versus the military because it seems like the police are a lot more uh, better at supporting the president than the, the military is. And I don't know how that's going to turn out. I'm not a historian and I'm also not a political science major. I'm just a guy who's been watching for so long. I can't not just sit here. So, I mean, I just. Um, yeah, it's too bad I can't get that final tweet. Um, let's see if we can get one more thing in here. Hmm. Couple sue city of Portland after being exposed to tear gas during protests. That's another headline from Oregon Live. And then here, to wrap it all up, we have Commonwealth's attorney, man who drove through a group of protesters is leader of KKK, reports NBC 12. Let's just get into this real quick before I hop out, because we got the military turning against the commander in chief, we got the police going excessively smashing the first right, uh, first amendment as much as they can, and then we have the leader of the KKK. This is, this is a Tuesday, this is, this is what happens on a Tuesday. Um, this is by the NBC 12 newsroom and Enzo Domingo. I think that's Henrico, Virginia. Police say a man from Hanover County has been arrested after driving through a group of protesters Sunday evening. On June 7th at approximately 5.45 PM, Henrico County police received a call about an incident that occurred during the protest walk on Lakeside Avenue near Vale Street. An adult victim had stopped to report the incident in the city near the H near the AP Hill monument. Quote, it was really peaceful, lots of kids there, lots of families, said protester Adriana Ross. She's one of the hundreds of people drumming up support along Lakeside Avenue on Sunday. Quote, we had a lot of people like honking, waving and cheering, said another protester, Shannon Campanella. Ross and Campanella separately saw their peaceful protests nearly devolve into chaos quote people had been revving their engine in support but all of a sudden it was going in the opposite direction said campanella i turned around and i just see panic people running and grabbing their kids and trying to protect their kids that was the most heartbreaking part trying to grab them on the sidewalks and medians unquote Mm. henrico police say harry rogers drove his blue pickup truck into the crowd injuring a cyclist Quote, I really thought this was going to be another version of Charlottesville, only worse. Unquote. Said Ross. (sighs) God. Rogers is facing charges of attempted malicious wounding, felony vandalism, and assault and battery. Why would he not get attempted manslaughter? Or attempted murder? I don't even know what charge the uh, Charlottesville man had had received. I'm going to have to look that up again. Because that's uh, malicious wounding, felony vandalism, assault, and battery. It seems pretty light for trying to ram your car into a crowd of children. Um, Henrico Commonwealth's attorney, Shannon Taylor, said Rogers admitted to being a leader of the Ku Klux Klan. And he propagandists for Confederate ideology. Believe it or not, they're still in your neighborhoods. They are investigating whether hate crimes charges are appropriate. I'd say yes, um, because he wanted to kill a bunch of people that stood for BLM and stood for uh, uh, a certain political sphere that he did not uh, uh, like. And let's admit that the Ku Klux Klan is an unregulated militia in a lot of ways. Um, So... I think, I personally believe hate crimes would be appropriate, but I'm also not a uh, lawyer or a law major. Protesters Ross and Campanella say that aggressors like Rogers are the reason for the nationwide protests. Quote, he is a hateful person, and it shows. Pretty much, he's the reason why we're protesting. One of the many reasons why we're protesting, said Campanella. The victim was checked by rescue at the scene and refused any further treatment. No other injuries were reported. Rogers is being held without bond, and his next court hearing is scheduled for August 18th. Taylor refused to uh, release the following statement in part. Quote, while I'm grateful that the victim's injuries do not appear to be serious, an attack on peaceful protesters is heinous and despicable, and we will prosecute to the fullest extent of the law. The accused by his own admission and by a cursory glance at social media weird, you can use social media to find intent, is an admitted leader of the Ku Klux Klan and a propagandist for Confederate ideology. We are investigating whether hate crime charges are appropriate. Yesterday, I participated in different peaceful protests for equality and justice in Henrico. Protesters acting peaceably, well within their constitutional rights of assembly, should not have to fear violence. We lived through this in Virginia and Charlottesville in 2017. I promised Henrokin's, uh, Hen- Henry Cohen's, Henry Goins, Henry, that's wow. You guys need to find another way to Henry Cohen's. That this egregious criminal act will not go unpunished. Hate has no place under my watch. Um, Governor Ralph Nordum also tweeted about the incident. "Quote: Another unarmed black man, clearly in distress, was wrongly attacked this weekend by Fairfax County police officer." the officer has been charged with assault. This inhumane behavior happens too often and usually without accountability or justice for those harmed. Also this weekend, a white supremacist drove his car into a crowd of people peacefully protesting racial injustice and police brutality. Make no mistake, racism and discrimination are at the root of all of this. anyone with information or who witnessed the incident is asked to call henrico police at 804 501 804 if you have any information but um yeah uh democrats are coming to terms with uh white supremacy um but i don't believe they're going to handle it well um they don't they they don't uh Uh, challenge any power structures whatsoever ever never will they um bernie sanders was the closest to a democrat uh challenging power and look what happened to that so anybody really meaningfully challenging power is not going to be very successful um but i mean there you have it there you have it for tuesday you got uh admiral from bin laden raid saying u.s needs to move forward without trump including colin powell apparently george w bush um and Mad Dog Mattis and several other high ranking officials in the military saying we need to move forward without Trump that's great and then we had more than 140 journalists being arrested by law enforcement arrested or attacked by law enforcement we're having the degradation of the first amendment and the rise of authoritarianism and then we had the leader of the KKK out in Virginia getting arrested for what he deserved um, not sure the charges are what he deserved, but the investigation will continue, and hopefully he spends a lot of time in jail away from uh, KKK rallies. That would be a, a great help for the people to continue uh, protesting in peace. But what I'm also worried about is the reaction of the KKK wanting their man back. So this is going to be a developing story. Um, white supremacy is on the rise and hoping to kickstart the boogaloo. I'm not excited about that, but I think it's important that we pay attention because the cops are not helping um, with their attacks on journalists. We need to, we need journalists on the streets so that we can report on the boogaloo effectively um, so that Amer- Americans know that the people out there causing chaos are likely uh, haters who hate to the very bone of their existence. But... Uh, that's just an observation really uh i want to thank you for joining me here on the class <laughs> the working i'm ooh, man ooh, ooh, ooh. i'm such a pro i'm such a pro you you think anybody can just make a podcast in a stream uh, i'm such a pro i'm such a pro thank you for joining me on the working class observer um the class warfare report i am on twitter at the class observer i'm on facebook at knowledge plug and i also have a stream now on twitch under the same name and you can find these podcasts and those streams also on youtube so uh, please stay safe out there and keep it revolutionary my comrades